welcome to the podcast for ballerinas, adult ballerinas, parents of ballerinas, and everyone in between. I'm your host, Georgia Canning, also known as the Balanced Ballerina, and it's my mission to break down the elitist barriers often associated with ballet. Through my own studios and ballet-related businesses, I'm all about providing space and content for people from all walks of life to experience and enjoy the many benefits of ballet. Each month, I'll bring you industry leaders and thought-provoking guests who will hopefully inspire you to lead a more balanced life, full of grace, with a little grit. Since the start of the year, I have delivered a new episode of the Balanced Ballerinas podcast at 6am on the dot every fortnightly Monday. Now, it's currently 10.30am on a Monday when an episode is supposed to be released and guess what? I haven't released one yet. (laughs) This will most likely go live later this afternoon, making it um, quite a few hours late, but I have a few interviews already recorded, um, which I I could have released, but they just haven't been edited yet. And the reason is because I've spent the last couple of days in hospital. Now, I'm not sitting around thinking, oh my God, everyone must be waiting for my episode to drop and wondering where it is. In fact, I doubt anyone will even notice. Despite having some, you know, really lovely regular listeners who are always waiting for the next ep. But no, the reason I'm sitting around a bit disappointed in myself is because the ballerina discipline runs really strong within me, in my blood. I'm a very competitive person and most importantly, I am the most competitive with myself. If I'm honest, I think that's why I've managed to build three successful businesses and manage all the things that I come across on a daily, weekly and monthly basis. I honestly only compete with myself, truly guys, and that's a message I am constantly trying to instill in my students because I truly think it's the key to success. But the dark side of competing with yourself is that you can become really bad at saying no and maintaining some balance. Being able to establish an off switch, I guess, is one of the main focuses of this podcast and the Balanced Ballerina brand, really. So (laughs) what happens when the Balanced Ballerina loses her balance? Because last week I did, when I was hospitalized, um, my body literally forced my off switch. And if I'm honest, I was just going to quickly release one of my pre-recorded interviews today and not share what's been going on. But then... I heard this. Whilst on prescribed bed rest for the last few days, I was watching a Netflix special featuring Barack Obama and he said, if you want to be in relationships with people, connecting with them, understanding them and ultimately working together with them, then you have to share your story and you have to know their story. He goes on to say, we all have a sacred story inside us that gives us meaning and purpose and it helps us organize our lives. So for as long as I can remember, my story has been about finding balance within the ballet world and helping young dancers find balance in this industry and assisting adult ballerinas find balance in their daily lives 
through regular ballet practice. You see, since day dot, this podcast has been about connection. Let's put grit and grace aside for a moment and just talk about the idea of connection. You see, when I sit down with a guest, I'm asking them to share their story. This podcast isn't about selling a product. It's about sharing ideas and stories that connect with the community. Some episodes resonate more with someone than others. And I think that's because we're all human and we're allowed to agree and disagree with trains of thought. However, what I love most about this community is that at the end of the day, we all have the same underlying current, a mutual love of ballet and its numerous benefits. So I guess it's worth sharing my little story from the past week and reinforcing a post I ironically put up a couple of weeks ago about self-care. So to any young dancers listening, I want you to remember that your body is your tool and you need to look after it. A musician doesn't leave their instrument out in the rain or forget to tune it. Their instrument goes into a beautiful velvet box or a protective case for longevity. And I guess if you're an adult ballerina, your days are filled with so much adulting that it's really important to pause and take time for yourself with a class or simply a few stretches at home. Self-care isn't selfish, guys, and it's important to do the things that make you happy and keep your well-being in check. So I'm currently sitting in my pajamas with a cup of Earl Grey tea and my favorite candle burning. Whenever I ask my guests on the podcast what their number one tip for leading a balanced life is, it's always these little things in life, like the things that I just mentioned. And I'll get more onto this later. But I think it's really important to drive home the message that don't let people make you feel like your self-care routine is frivolous. It's really, really important. So anyway, this is what happened, guys. I'll be honest. I've had an extremely busy last few months and I hate that word because, I mean, everyone's busy. That's just the world we live in. But it's also been a really hard term in between ballet exams, workshops, events, Steadfords, auditions, interstate trips. I've had to put in some really long hours and I've had to... Um, extinguish some really unnecessary fires that any small business owner could relate to and I've also had to carry the weight of friends and loved ones um, health and well-being issues and oh and on top of all that I'm studying and nearing the end of a very important training certificate I've been chipping away at all year I'm sure everyone can relate you know those times when the universe just keeps piling it all on yeah so that's what it's been like for the last couple of months. But I'm also really terrible at saying no. And I started ignoring some of my rules. For example, no emails on Sundays or replying to people after I finish teaching at 9pm. I've always said, I'm a ballet teacher, not a brain surgeon. Nothing could be that urgent that it can't wait until 8am the following day. But all of a sudden, by the end of this term... I was contactable pretty much 24-7, hadn't been to dip my toes in the ocean for months and I was heading to Sydney with a group of my students for Australian Dance Festival. It's no surprise that when I returned from Sydney that I was in hospital a couple of days later with a very extremely scary kidney infection that I thought was simply a sore back. I never get sick 
and I'd like to think it's because I have a pretty good self-care routine. So guess what happened when I threw my self-care routine out the door? Yep, the balanced ballerina became so unbalanced she wound up in hospital. (laughs) Now, I'm sharing this even though I initially kind of didn't want to. But I'm sharing because it shows that I am in no way perfect or have all this stuff figured out. So if you feel hopeless at taking care of yourself, don't worry, you're not alone. And I promise to continue sharing when I occasionally fall off the bandwagon in the hopes that it provides some comfort when you inevitably do too. So now I'm going to share some experts. Experts? excerpts you're going to have to just bear with me today guys as you can probably tell I haven't spoken in great length for a few um, days so my voice is really weird Um, but anyway I'm going to share some excerpts from one of my more recent blog posts about self-care as I feel it couldn't come really at a better time so please allow me to self-indulge a little here today and remind myself of my own self-care practices and why perhaps I gravitated away from them slightly. I'd like to talk about a topic that's been a little bit on my mind lately. Self-care and the societal shift in opinion that those participating in self-care routines have too much time on their hands um, are a bit hippie or that it's selfish and unrealistic. You know what's unrealistic? The $265 my psychologist charges if I don't have a referral from my doctor. You see, the other day, someone told me that all my balanced ballerina stuff was a bit hippie and self-serving. Apparently, self-care and self-awareness is selfish and going out of fashion, guys. Did you hear? Now, I should note that this comment came from someone who isn't part of our beautiful BB community and suffers from a tendency to put down others. But nonetheless, it really, really, it really bugged me. I'm telling you now, there's nothing hippie about me. I don't meditate under a tree or put crystals out to be charged by the moon. Although, full disclosure, I do own one crystal that I bought because I thought it was pretty cool and it now serves as a very lovely paperweight. And whilst I'd love to walk around sipping my green juice in various shades of uh, beige linen, I'm not that effortlessly stylish and my morning smoothie usually looks brown. But all that aside, I truly believe that self-care isn't selfish. It's essential, which I've definitely found out over the last couple of days. For myself, it's a crucial component of my life that ensures I can wake up every day with enough energy to serve my communities, whether I'm teaching four-year-olds how to play or adult ballerinas the importance of patience and consistency. I'm always giving and I need energy to do so. Any teacher within your community will agree that constantly giving can be utterly exhausting. Therefore, I feel like it's really imperative that we create these boundaries and practices that allow us some space for clarity and quotation marks, me time. This definitely applies to mothers too. And holy moly, if you're a mother and a teacher, well, I am applauding you from the sideline because I think you're amazing. Anyway, so I started researching and becoming more interested in self-care practices when I was about 25. I'm now 29. 
for the record, um, during my third year of studio owner life. At the time, I found myself incredibly stressed, anxious and running at 100 miles an hour, achieving what felt like very little progress. And as a result, my patience was pretty sparse and the relationship with myself and those closest to me, if I'm honest, guys, it really suffered immensely. Now, lately I've noticed that it's increasingly popular for people in the public eye, including celebrities and influencers, to admit to going to therapy. Now, whilst raving about the many positives that therapy can bring to one's life, they are successfully breaking down the stigma that used to be attached with seeing a therapist, which, don't get me wrong, is awesome. But there's a couple of things that people don't share about therapy, which I wish that more people would talk about. Firstly, it's incredibly expensive. The only way therapy with a professional becomes a little bit more affordable is if you have a referral from your doctor for a subsidized mental health plan. And after an incredibly difficult year in business with many signs pointing to various stress-related disorders, I sought help from my local doctor who then referred me on to a fantastic um, business psychologist. At the time, my private health insurance covered five subsidized psychological psychologist psychological five subsidized psychologist visits now my psychologist specialized in entrepreneurs and providing practical coping strategies and he was amazing after five fortnightly visits to his office I felt so much better we explored my past my plans for the future my fears and most importantly, reprogram my ability to cope with stressful situations in a calm and authoritative manner. And that seems a lot in five sessions, but I knew I couldn't afford the visits without another referral. So I went into every session really ready to work. And I've spoken about this before, but opening a business at such a young age made me really susceptible to being pushed around and taken advantage of. So as a result, I developed a really deep-seated anger and um, he was able to show me how to stand tall and confident in a very calm and collective way. So I think therapy is great but it's really expensive and let me be clear I don't want to deter people from seeking therapy. I think therapy is extremely important and I wish everyone could sit down at some point in their life with a therapist. I don't regret seeing a psychologist as it helped me immensely. In fact a few years later, I had another successful experience with therapy after a rather traumatic personal event. However, as it becomes a little bit, dare I say, trendy to seek therapy, no one is discussing how bloody expensive and complicated the process can actually be. So this is why self-care practices are really important and they shouldn't be ridiculed. By sharing my own story... I really just wanted to inspire conversation around what's realistic and affordable ways of staying calm, collected and focused. Now I can add healthy to the list <laughs> in an increasingly noisy world. You see, this is one of the reasons why Balanced Ballerinas was born. And as much as I'd love to sit on a therapist's couch once a fortnight, I can't afford to do so. Therefore, ensuring my self-care plan is executed daily is imperative and I don't want myself or anyone else to feel guilty or selfish for prioritizing this. 
The Balanced Ballerina's philosophy and way of life was born out of a need to find balance on a micro scale within the ballet industry and on a macro scale in the world. So with all that's been said, here's my current personal self-care routine and it's constantly evolving as I discover new practices and it keeps me sane whilst running three businesses and helps me leave the therapist's office for big emergencies. So with all that being said and in light of my current situation, I thought it would be really useful to share my own cheaper than therapy self-care routine. First of all, um, I create a lot of rituals around food. It's a simple and effective way to start your morning or finish your evening. For example, my morning starts with a coffee that I make and I sip it on my balcony in silence while setting good intentions for the day. It's as simple as that, guys. (laughs) And my evening usually finishes with um, some kind of herbal tea. At the moment, I really love lemon balm tea. And it just puts me right to sleep. Secondly, I prioritize sweating every single day. After all, endorphins make you happy. (laughs) I go to the gym for an hour probably every day. And between cardio and weights, my best friend and I, we chat about life, which is one of the best and free forms of therapy out there. So I know I say I go to the gym for an hour every day, but it's really just me and my friend catching up while sweating at the same time. Best of both worlds. I also have um, specific practices for different days of the week. For example, on Friday mornings, I take my dog Hero and my journal to my local coffee spot and I fill the pages with thoughts and dreams and doodles and ideas. I guess you could call it like a little mental download and I find it really useful. On the weekend, if I don't have dinner plans, Saturday night is spent with a glass of wine and a bath after a long day of teaching at the studio. Don't drink or underage. That is totally fine too. Make a mocktail. My favorite is soda water, lime, mint leaves, and a little bit of stevia. Or you can also have a warm hot chocolate and enjoy this really simple luxury whilst just having a soak in the bathtub. Especially if you're a a dancer, it's good to get those muscles relaxed and ready for the next week ahead. Now, I love my Sunday mornings. It's pretty much the only day I work. I only day I work. Oh my gosh, I wish. No, it's the only day I don't work. Sunday mornings are spent at the farmer's market, followed by homemade smoothies and a breakfast bowl that seems to last for hours. I really just take my time. I'm always so rushed during the week. So on Sunday, I really slow down and I prepare all my produce for the week that I've bought from the farmer's market. And I, and I take forever to cook breakfast. And I find cooking and planning my meals I find that stuff really relaxing so I always feel better when I do that on a Sunday morning. Now in more random moments of stress throughout the week I guess um, a small practice I do is I simply lay down and I do a quick body scan. Now if you're interested in trying one there is a guided body scan on the podcast. Um, You can scroll down and it'll be one of the Um, first kind of podcast episodes that came up and it's really useful to just pop on 
And just close your eyes and listen to Laura Trimble Thompson, who was a guest on the podcast. Her gorgeous voice talk you through that guided body scan. So don't worry, you don't have to listen to my voice. You can listen to Laura's. It's a beautiful meditation. And um, and if you want to venture outside to find other ones, there are just so many that you can follow on YouTube, on apps, um, other podcasts. And um, yeah, look, I, 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 w- I will admit I don't meditate all the time, um, but a good body scan or a quick meditation... When I'm feeling really stressed, I find it really useful. Now, a more bigger um, self-care routine act, I guess, is every now and then I book a solo hiking trip to a big mountain or I book a weekend getaway surrounded by nature with my partner. Now, natural environments are my favorite type of holiday and lucky they're his as well and we um whether it's with him or by myself I love trekking and I love bushwalking and I love getting out in nature and even if it's a beach walk like every day whilst away it it's my favorite form of therapy and there's so much research out there that suggests that getting out in nature and what they've now called earthing (laughs) is just so important so I highly recommend and speaking of nature at least once a week to be honest I get to the beach or the bush with the thermos full of coffee and I watch the sunrise or the sunset like I said getting out in nature is most certainly extremely therapeutic You can always get um, self-care inspiration through the Balanced Ballerinas podcast, this blog um, that I have attached to the podcast. So if you go balanceballerinas.com and um, of course through social media. I'd also love to hear about your self-care routines and thoughts um, around the hidden costs of therapy. So please tell me that I'm not the only one who can't afford regular therapy. That would make me feel a lot better. Now, I'm not going to do a call to action or even edit the outro music in this episode because I think this is the most speaking I've done in about four days. Honestly, (laughs) I'm currently in bed, so I haven't broken any of my bed rest rules and there's a beautiful breeze coming in and you may even be able to hear some birds throughout this episode that kept chirping. So I have the luxury of spending the next few days reading, sipping tea and leisurely preparing for the term ahead and speaking of I am making a promise to myself that my toes must be dipped in the ocean at least twice a week no matter how busy I get and I hope you all do the same as well thank you for bearing with me and my croaky voice and yeah lots of love guys bye